Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Let's continue to talk about overflow and let's talk about your design. Say it tonight, say I am exactly who I am supposed to be. Say me, be me and tell your neighbor you, be you. Say I am comfortable in my skin. <laughs> say it tonight, say, I love me because God loves me and created me exactly who I am. So what's up that we always want to change ourselves and we always compare ourselves with other people and we always think other people have more than we have. And, and somebody else is better than us. So what I'm saying is greatest lies is to tell you who you are not. And He uses people to tell you throughout your life. Tonight I want to talk to you. Out of seven and a half billion, you are not alive by accident. You are unique. You are special. You are handcrafted. You are God's designer work, right? You are better than Armani, than Gucci, than Louis Vuitton, than every brand out there because you have the brand of Christ. Come on, you are a Christ creature. Oh, you are a new creature. You are destined and designed by God for great things. Come on, don't, I'm going to get into preaching right now in the name of Jesus Christ. So uh, the time has come for you to love yourself, accept yourself. I told you last week, the greatest image you can have is the image of God because it will affect every area of your life. The second most important image you can have is the image of yourself. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you doubt yourself, you will doubt your ability. If you don't know who you are, you will never know what you can do. So our world is designed to put us in a production line through our school systems, education, the systems are designed to reward certain things. But I'll tell you something, you are so unique that there is no computer, there is no program, there is no educational system that can evaluate you and tell you who you are. So we're gonna have to talk about you and you're gonna have to accept yourself and stop comparing yourself with your older brother, with your father, with your grandfather, with your brother, with somebody else and you're gonna have to begin to know who you are. So my message very simple tonight and I'm gonna be short, brief, uh, like Jesus, amen. I'm, I'll be a holder come quickly, 2,000 years later, he's not here uh, and there is no rugby and if there was rugby, I think I'll preach a long time. So tonight the message is you wear your own armour. Stop trying to be somebody else and stop trying to look for your identity outside of God. What I'm saying is biggest lies is to always get us to focus on what we don't have, our shortcomings, our failures, our inadequacies, our inabilities. 
There's an unwritten rule in society that says, manage your strengths and focus on your weaknesses. The reality is you better know what you're good at. You better know your design. You better build your life around your major strengths and manage your weaknesses. But we are taught if you're not good in maths, you have to go for math extra classes. And I suggest you do pass your math, okay? But I suggest that you figure out sooner than later, young people, what your design is, where your strengths are, so you can fulfill what God created you to fulfill. Trying to be somebody else is not gonna cut it because your design is different, your destiny is different, and your grace is different. You are going to do what God designed you to do. So let's talk about your design tonight, amen. Say I, say it, say I am custom made. You know, I don't like, like to wear something that everybody else is wearing. People know it. So uh, people always give me clothes, etc. And I'm not being unkind and I'm not hinting now. And uh, I say, I don't want to wear what anybody else wears. Not that I think I'm better, but I don't want to look like somebody else. So if I see somebody else with this t-shirt, I'm not wearing it again. You say you're a snob, Pastor. Yes, I'm a God snob. Not, not a, a, a fashion snob. I'm a God snob. If there's a word like that. Oh, you Twitter tweeters, finger licking uh, computer junkies will have something to say about that. But listen to the whole message. I refuse to, 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 to be somebody else. I refuse to look like somebody else. I refuse to talk like somebody else. I refuse to dress like somebody else. Amen. I refuse it because I am not somebody else. I'm me. So yes, your, 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 your son should have some of your, your, your DNA and there are certain things uh, uh, about you that will be in your family, like CRC, we have a certain DNA. But in that, we all are unique and should be different. Otherwise, you lose yourself. So we're not in the cookie cutter business. We are not in making every CRC pastor the same. Every CRC pastor must preach with a microphone. Every CRC pastor must wear a t-shirt. Every CRC pastor must look the same. I like your blue shoes. I've got uh, every CRC. Uh, uh, that's uh, it's courageous. You understand? So uh, uh, we're not into being the same. We are being into unity and being uniquely different. So let's talk about this tonight quickly. One Samuel chapter seventeen, verse thirty-one. The Bible says, "Now when the words." which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able. How many of you have ever heard somebody say you are not able? Lift your hand and say, oh no. Ach, niemand, jylle moet met my praat vanaan. How many of you have ever heard somebody say you are not able? How many of you have ever heard somebody tell you what's wrong with you? It's amazing how people always focus on telling other people what's wrong with them. How about telling people what's right with you? How about telling people what you like about them? How about bringing the good out of your children in the name of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. So Saul, his leader, says to him, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth. Hello, world changers, history makers, serpent bruisers. Come on, devil chasers. Agents of change, you are not too young, you are not too old, you are not too white, you are not too black, 
You are not to male, you are not to female, you are not to educated, you are not to educated. I tell you, you are able. If God meant it for you, you are going to do it. And you are going to accomplish all that God has for you for the glory of God in Jesus' name. So he says to him, you're not able for you're under a youth. Listen, it's a good thing to be underrated. And he's a man from war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it, struck it, delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. I like that. It's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. You better have fight in you. You better fight for what God has for you. You better lay hold on everything that Jesus has for you because it's not going to fall in your lap. So he says, your servant has killed the lion and the bear. Hey, your past accomplishments will inspire you to do greater exploits in the future. That's why you need a track record. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them seeing as defy the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from this, from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you, but let me help you. Sometimes we want to help people and we interfere with people. So Saul clothed David with his armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head and also clothed him with a coat of mail. And David fastened his sword, Saul's sword, to his armor because David had no sword. Sword. It wasn't part of his design. What David had wasn't so spectacular, but it was David's. Listen, God doesn't need the spectacular. God doesn't need, need what impresses other people. God just needs what you have. If you will recognize what God gave you. So David fastened his sword to his arm and he tried, he tried, he tried, he tried. Oh, people who don't get it always say, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Trying is not enough. David didn't try. Don't feel insulted, but you have to listen to me. You have to sit up and pay attention because God didn't design you to be a trier. God designed you to be a winner. God try, uh, designed you to be an overcomer. God uh, designed you to be an accomplished, uh, an accomplisher. So, um, uh, so people always say, well, he's try, he tried his best. Well, if you tried and it's not working, then you have to try harder. And if it's not working, you have to take a step back and say, is this my design? Or are you trying to do what God never called you to do? Because you will not experience overflow outside of your grace. You cannot make up your mind and say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And God never graced you for it. So you have to know your design. Because David now tries, but David is outside of his comfort zone. He's outside of his grace. He's outside of what God gave him. Oh, it looked impressive what Saul had. And he thought if I could have a building, I'll grow a church. Or if I could have this, I would grow my company, etc. And he tried to do what he was not designed to do. He was called to do something, but he tried. And he was outside 
of what God gave him. So David tried. Now, we should work harder. I'm not saying the first time you try something, it doesn't work. You are outside of your design. But listen, if you've tried the same thing year after year after year, you're not lazy, you're not in sin, you're walking with God, you're trying your best and it's not working. Clickety-click, Baba trick, clickety-click, wakey-wakey, clickety-click. You are not in your design. You are wearing the wrong armor. You are wearing the wrong armor. You are trying to wear somebody else's armor. You are trying to do what God has not called you to do. Because if God, if you use what God gave you to, to, to wear, it will be easy. Because Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Listen, if I had to be a hairdresser, it's not going to work. How many of you can uh, amen to that? If you look at the Springbok rugby team, not last night, but the previous week, everybody played to their strengths, right? But imagine now Franz Malherbe, the prop, who is brilliant, who is the first choice at number three, he is in that team to do what? To stand. He's not there to run. He's not there to tackle. He's not there to take the ball in the line out. He is there to anchor the team. Now imagine putting him on the wing. Imagine him trying to, 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 to run and storm that ball, that's not English, a bad English sentence, but excuse me. He, he, he's trying to, to, to run and, and, and storm. And I prepare a ball of storm. I'm going to say something African. Look, France is still hard. They have all three straps going. Is it right or wrong? Yeah, that's the truth. Because it's not his DNA. It's not who he is. He can say, I am to all things in the stadium. Jesus Christ is what I want to No, Buddha. You are different. You are different from each Jy kan wil, maar jou wil is nie genoeg nie. Jy moet staan in die skram, jy moet jou rug rechtheid hou. Jy moet doen waarvoor God jou bestem het, dan wend die hele span in die naam van Jesus. But here's the problem, everybody wants to do what somebody else is doing, because what somebody else is doing always looks more spectacular. Hey, take a step back and get into your design, and get into your skin, and get into who God called you to be. Take a step back and shut out all the other voices, and get the dream in your heart again, and realize that there's nothing wrong with you. Stop looking at your shortcomings, stop minimizing yourself, stop feeling inferior, because you're not accomplishing. Maybe you are trying the wrong thing like David did. It's time to wake up, it's time for a reality check, it's time to step up, and it's time to say this is is who I am. And you may not like it, but this is who God made me to be. Come on, if you love God and love yourself and love life, jump to your feet and give Him a praise like you mean it. So Saul closed David with his armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head. So he, he, he meaning he lost himself. And he closed him with a coat of mail. Then David falls on the sword. I've read that. And he, and he said, and I, I like this. He said, he tried to walk, he said, for he had not tasted them. I told you last week, you, you can always trace your strengths throughout your life. The highlights. And those highlights have to become a permanent real in your life. Real. You, you shouldn't have a life that just spikes every now and again. So it's just like the person that's on the machine, the heart machine, and every now and again they say, blip. Three years later, blip. No, you should go, blip, blip, blip. Monday, blip. Tuesday, blip. Wednesday, blip. 
Friday. Oh, come on, man. Thursday. Blip. You should be blipping all the time. Of course, because you're alive. I mean, you're not dead. And if you are dead, we need to resuscitate you. We need to revive you. We need to get breath in you, life in you. So David is king. But the wrong armor is placed upon him. So that's a setup for failure because he's going to step out of sight of his grace. It's too heavy. It's not fitting. Doesn't feel comfortable. His, his intention is pure, but what he's trying to use has not been tested and it's not custom designed for him. So David said to Saul, and this is huge, I cannot walk with these. There has to come a time in your life where you know what you can and where you know what you cannot do. That's not a weakness. To say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me does not imply you can do anything. No, it, it implies you can do everything God called you to do through Christ by the grace of God. Not Franz Malerba, and uh, hello Franz, I love you, says I'm going to be the wing next Sunday or next Saturday. How many of you know it, it's not going to work on the wing? He is the prop. He is the tight head. That's where his fit is. That's where he adds value. That's where the team wins. Not when he tries to be somebody else. We don't need 15 props. We need one prop. And oftentimes we see we lose the game because the forwards are standing in the back line and people are trying to be who they are not designed to be. And we can all see, even us who are not the coaches can see what's going wrong. They're outside of their place. They're outside of their grace. They just don't have the speed to take the gap. So just stay where you're supposed to be and play in the game plan according to your strengths, right? The game of life, play according to your strengths. So David took them off. My word, there's a sermon in every one of these um, phrases. It says, I have not tested them. It says, I cannot walk in this. I tried, but it's not working. I cannot. You watch people when they, when, they, when they function in their grace. And I always talk about doctors because I'm in awe of doctors who operate and diagnose patients all the time. Or psychiatrists, imagine that, that they're not all on tablets. I don't know if they are or not. Or psychologists, I don't know. Or pastors, for that matter. Because the only time a pastor is called is if there's a crisis, a marriage crisis, a business crisis, an emotional crisis. There's always a crisis the pastor goes. That they're not all mad is a miracle. It's God's grace, right? But you do that outside of your grace, you are going to go bonkers. You're going to go nuts. Because you don't have the grace, it's going to wear you out. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Trying to be a businessman, wearing you out. Trying to build a church, wearing you out. Trying to, 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 to do something that you're not designed for. It's never going to work. Your papa can say... It's going to work. But if your heavenly father says it's not going to work, it's not going to work. I always watched uh, American Idols. I don't do any longer because I've seen the same uh, people make the same mistakes again and again. And it's pretty much like in life and in the church where somebody gets into the audition and they cannot sing at all. And you see that people have to be polite and like we all are as South Africans. And it's like, okay, let's just listen to this. Except Simon Cowell, he's the only honest one out of all of them. And he, and he always says, who told you you can sing? 
No, my mama used to tell me I can sing because I used to take the brush and sing in front of the mirror. Then I could sing in the shower. And he says, honey, you cannot sing, honey. And then it's like a whole world falls apart. Why is it like that? Because our, our mama wasn't honest to tell us who we really are. Our mama wasn't honest to tell us the truth about us. That that is unique about you. That is special about you. That is your difference between everybody else. So he realizes who he is. And when he faces the greatest battle in his life, he's tempted to wear Saul's armor. And I've seen this in the ministry. When, 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 when God calls people and graces people to do something, it looks easy. Then everybody says, if he can do it, I can do it. No, you can only do what God called you to do. Outside of that, God won't bless you. It will wear you out. You will waste away. You will lose your joy. You will lose your peace if you step outside of your design. Then the journey is going to become heavy. And the harder you try, the more discouraged you are going to become because it's not your design. So this teaching that says everybody should have their own business, I don't believe that. Thank you for the two amens. You can work in a company and make more money than the boss who has all the pressure. But then somebody that is a brilliant salesman and he's making hundreds of thousands and then he thinks, I want my own company. And he never counted the cost that now there's administrative fees. Now there's your time has to go to your staff. Now there's other costs that you never reckoned, etc. And now you no longer play to your strength. Now then rather being a salesman, you are now an administrator and it's taking all your time, all your effort and it's sucking the life out of you. And suddenly, yes, your turnover is more, but your profit is less. And the weight is more because you want your own. Sometimes God will place you in a place, not sometimes, He will always put you in a place where you can flourish. And that doesn't mean you have to be the owner of nothing. I mean the owner. Because our young people, respectfully all young people, everybody wants to be a CEO and a director. And uh, you meet many young people and they say, I'm the director of this company, but it's a company that doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is the card that says CEO of uh, Investment Enterprises International. And they don't have one client local. You know this thing that says you've got to fake it till you make it is a load of nonsense. You've got to do whatever your hand finds to do. You've got to do what comes naturally. You all know what I'm talking about. You go to a restaurant, you see the person that should be a waiter and you see the person that should not be a waiter. Some of those people should just stop waitering because they're not kind. They're not nice people. Hey, God loves you. God's got a great, great destiny and a great future for your life. Come on, come on. There is no inferior. There's no second rate person in God's kingdom. You are called by God. You are designed by God. You are graced by God. There's something special about you. Take a step back and just go find yourself in Christ again and live the great life God has for you. God bless you. Amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So then David, just another thing, took his staff in his hand 
and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, his shepherd bags, in a pouch which he had. And his sling was in his hand. I would. I've, I've, I've been in the ministry long enough and I, I know how people are in the church. Everybody wants what somebody else has. Um, people will criticize you for what you have, but in a moment will take everyth- everything that you have without paying the price and without having the grace. It, it just doesn't work like that. You, you can prophesy in Jesus' name, and I've had many people do this, uh, that come to me and say, I've got a dream pastor. I'm gonna be the, uh, one day I'm going to be the Springbok rugby captain, and uh, especially in Bloemfontein. Hello, Bloemfontein. Love you all. And then uh, it's like, are you playing rugby right now? Yes. For what team? No, for the third team of... of um, of uh, let me not say what place and then it's like um, okay you're going to need a supernatural miracle we're going to need, uh, need light a miracle yeah we're going to need a supernatural God visitation a, an injection without steroids that is going to change you into this beast so that you can be We talk about overflow. Overflow is not functioning outside of your grace. No matter how hard you try, I'm taking time here because this is critical for young people. Because those of you between the age of 18 and 24, it's a very challenging time of your life to, to discover yourself. That's why the enemy and all these movements in the world target young people exactly at that age. Because that's the journey of discovery where you actually are trying to discover yourself. And that's why I tell young people, don't mess around with girls or don't mess around with guys because you're going to get lost in that. Then you're never going to discover yourself. The most important thing you can do during those, those years while you are a student is you have to discover yourself. You have to discover your self-worth. You have to discover your dignity. You have to discover who God created you to be. And you have to get to the place of loving yourself as Christ loves you. And when you love yourself, you are not going to sell out to the first young guy that smiles at you and say, Hey, gorgeous. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? Somebody that makes you feel good. Because you're going to feel good about yourself already. I said you're going to feel good about yourself already because you love yourself. You know who God created you to be. You don't need somebody's flattery because you know your design in Christ. You are comfortable in your skin. That's exactly who David was. 70 years old, he said, hey, I've slain the lion, I've slain the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be one like one of them, but I'm not gonna use your shining armor, King Saul. I'm gonna use that which doesn't seem very impressive, but it's unique to me. It is my design, it's what God gave me. It is my sling, it is my star. It is five stones. I'm going to use what God gave me. I'm going to use what I have practiced again and again and again because I succeeded as a teenager. Come on, in Jesus' name. And he took what he had and he faced that Goliath and he defeated that Goliath. So he didn't try to defeat Goliath. He defeated Goliath. So there may be times when we go through difficult seasons in our lives, but listen. If you're always struggling and always floundering, you have to take a, take a step back and say, God, is this meant for me? And sometimes we don't want to have that honest conversation because we are stubborn. 
because we are so focused on what we don't have that we are never find what we have. So David says, this is, this is not going to work for me. This is not who I am. Then obviously the next question is, who are you? What are your three most outstanding attributes? Can you write them down now? Can you write down now on the count of three? What do you love about yourself? One, two, three. Or are you going to be able to write what you don't like about yourself? You know, when I used to counsel a lot of marriages, I always did this. I said to the husband and wife, okay, get a piece of paper. And uh, then I said, write what you like about one another. Okay, Copel. This was the moeilijkste vraagstel in die wereld. Hulle sê daar, een, um, een, um, ja, sê sy vrou, um, twee, um, and then I say, okay, what don't you like? What's bothering you? I say, there's the problem. You're focusing on all the things that are wrong. That you have lost focus of what brought you together. And exactly the same in your own life. You get lost in this race of life, education, opinions. And everybody wants something Maybe a misunderstanding of what God, the gospel, that you have a picture of what your life should look like and you think, if I have that, I'm going to be a happy person. Not so. You'll be happy every day of your life if you are in your design, if you walk in what God graced you for. Because as you labor with God's grace, you will be fueled by the grace of God. And it will be easy. You will know what to do. You will know the next step. Watch what happens to David when he takes the armor of Saul off. He goes back to the known. He goes back to what he has. And people come and, and they preach um, and they want to take the skill of David out of the equation. You cannot. He defeated the lion. He defeated the bear. He went after the lion. He went after the bear. Those shepherds were very skilled with the staff, which was a weapon, and the sling. They could hit you a hundred yards away between the eyes. So people come and they say, well, David just tried his best and he, and, he, and he took the sling and he threw it and then the power of God came and took the stone and directed the stone to perfectly hit Saul between the eyes. No, my brother, he went in the name of the Lord. He was a Muhammad Ali, float like a butterfly, sting like a bear. You coming down in the third round because I know what I can do and I know what I have and what I have and what I can do, I receive by grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I will defeat this uncircumcised Philistine in the name of the Lord God of the armies of Israel. But I'm gonna use what God gave me. I said, I'm gonna use what God gave me. I'm gonna do what God called me to do. I'm gonna be comfortable in my skin, come on. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use the sling God gave me. And you'll be surprised when you use what God gave you, how things will multiply and increase in your life. Because one thing is going to lead to another idea. But if you're outside of your grace, whatever you do, is going to wear you down and slow you down. Because the key to success is not trying. It's in being. And if you are in your being, the grace enables you and empowers you then it's easy. If you're outside of your grace, you have to go in soul power. And if you're in soul power, you're going to burn out. Please hear me. I'm trying to help you. 
I mean, you want to be a doctor, why? Because doctors make a lot of money. You think it's going to work for you, honey? It's not going to work. It's not your design and your calling. It's not going to work. I want to be a lawyer. Why? I want to be a CA. Why? Because I want to sound important. Really. Maybe you are called to be a plumber. Listen. No, 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 no. Because your job doesn't give you dignity. You give dignity to your job. You can have the best plumbing business in South Africa. You can. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. So I want to be a makeup artist. Well, be the best makeup artist. Eventually design your own products. Because if you work with a lot of people, eventually you're going to understand their skins and you're going to get ideas because you're in your grace. You're in your grace. But your job should never be mundane, should never be monotonous, should never just be there to take over. If you're in the grace, the grace fills you and the grace empowers you and the grace causes you to be creative. So when, when Paul writes in 1 John chapter 2, he says we have an anointing and we know all things. What is he saying? We know what to do when we are in our design. David knew how to defeat Goliath. He used what he had. He didn't try to be Saul. Because if he faced that giant of nine foot, and by the way, Saul was already seven foot. David was about five foot 11, right? He wasn't over six foot. Saul was seven foot something. He was a giant among Israel, stood head and shoulders above everybody else. So that armor was too big for him. So sometimes we want things prematurely. We call to be our home leader, but we want our own church. And then things don't work because you're not graced to have your own church. The money doesn't come. The provision doesn't come. Nothing is happening. It's just not working. And you're praying harder and you're fighting and you're sweating and you're fretting and you're fasting. And you shabba 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 shandai hundai taimai potai and you prophesy and you claim it and you name it and nothing is working. And I'll tell you why it's not going to work. Because if it's not meant for you, it ain't going to work. Your fasting does not manipulate God to do anything. Your fasting is to get you in line with the will of God and to walk in the blessing that God has already placed upon your life. You cannot be the God of your life. You have to take a step back and say, not my will be done, thy will be done. So, so design, why is this so important? Because your job affects your entire life. Every day you go to work. Every day you're in the marketplace. The Bible calls your job, your career, the joy of your life. Jesus is the joy of your heart, but your job is something you have to love. But you can't love it if you're not excelling in it, can you? If you try, 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 and it's not working, how happy are you? Not at all. What's your level of confidence? Ain't high. So the light goes out of your eyes and you say, how are you? I'm blessed. No, you're not. Yes, you are in Christ, but I mean, David, he defeated the lion, he defeated the bear. That gave him confidence to face Goliath. If there's not a track record, and I'm, I'll, I'll say it again, I believe you don't live in sin, because if you live in sin, you have a problem, you have to repent from a life of sin. That already is going to hijack you, stop you, neutralize you, get sin out of your life by God's grace, right? But if you're walking with God, you're walking in prayer 
things aren't working. You need to take a step back and say, Lord, is, is this my armor? Why is it an issue for people to be honest? Can I tell you why? P-R-I-D-E. I'd rather do something and say it's not working and then seeing it's not working, be honest and make a U-turn so that I can have God's blessing for the next 40 years. If you're 40 years of age, you still have 45 years left like Caleb. Come on in Jesus' name. But to be stubborn, you know we can be stubborn to our own detriment. Are you listening? Well, I'm never going to quit. Brother, maybe you should not quit on life, but quit on what you're doing. Because what you're doing ain't working. It ain't working. It's not working. It's not working. That's why parents have to be so cautious in how they talk to their children. And we have to try and help our children to find their design. And as parents, we, and, and I'm talking to all of you because you're all going to be parents. Um, you tell the child what is beautiful about them. Oh, you've got a beautiful smile. Oh, you've got the most friendly personality. Oh, you've, you, 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 you've got a, 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 a design that is unique. You highlight the child's strengths. But what do people do when they look at the report card? There's A, 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 and they look at the B and C. Then the father comes and says, Young. But what about the five A's? What about the things that he did well? So what do they do? They send you for extra classes. And you grit your teeth. And a pattern is developed in you that if you are not succeeding in a place, you have to work harder. So practice makes perfect, right? Wrong. Practicing a strength makes perfect. Not practice makes perfect. Practicing a strength, practicing a skill, practicing what God gave you. So we all have leadership in us, but we're not all called to lead. And wherever you have been placed by God, there's nothing inferior because there's nothing inferior about you. He created you. He designed you. And yet God uses a shepherd boy. And this shepherd boy succeeds by understanding who he is and who he, who he is not. He understands what he can, what he has and what he does not have. He understands his designer way. Do you? This fits. And people may not even think there's anything to it. It's okay. Those snobs are going to work for you one day. Gebruik jy net jou ketting in Jesus' naam. You just do what God, you, you use what God gave you. Come on, say amen. Oh, come on, man. Say amen and give the Lord a mighty praise here. Let me close in five minutes. So David and, and all the pastors, I hope you're listening to me. Nobody competes with anybody. Nobody is called the same. CRC pastors and pastors all over, around the world. Our grace is different. Our context is different. Our placement is different. It's not one size fits at all. We are different by God's design. You try and do what God called somebody else to do, you will wear out. I don't care how much people, the peanut gallery cheers you on. 
go France, go, go France, go, go France, go, go. Man, kijk, France gaan hardlopen en hij gaan hardlopen en hij gaan hardlopen. Maar hij gaan niet bij die kwartlijn uitkomen. Nee. Hij gaan hardlopen. Jij kan staan en schreeuwen. Go France, you can do it, France. Do go, ah, arme France, nou kies een pak op de bom vanaf. Go France, kom France, kom France. Ga niet werken. Nou, zet van Chaslin Colby. Of Arendse en die scrum. Alle prio komen in die middel. Hallo. Those are lessons in life. And yet, when we, it's somehow when we begin to spiritualize things, we get confused. There are, there are people that are succeeding out there in the world without prayer. Which is wrong, but at least they know exactly who they are. They act like God, they're not. And you were created in the image of God, and you cower, and you you like, you know, let's just not be too confident. What? Just like, you know, it wasn't me. Huh? It's like David, when they sang David, Saul slew his thousand, David slew his ten thousand. David got there and he said, oh, it wasn't me. It was you. I saw you. You used the sling. God used you. Stop minimizing yourself. Stop devaluating yourself. Stop laying yourself down. And cry your kitty man in the name of Jesus Christ. And make your trots on you. Make God proud. Make yourself proud in Jesus' name. Stop feeling bad about yourself. There's something good about you. And if you will just celebrate a little good that you have, it is going to inspire you to come alive, to blossom, to grow and to flourish in the name of Jesus Christ. Stop looking at what everybody else has and begin to look at what you have. Like David who said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knows very well. My substance was not hidden from you when I was created. Be like a Jeremiah that says, before I was born, God ordained me, God predestined me, God called me. Not everybody is called to be a prophet to a nation, but if you are called to be a prophet, it's going to be easy. God's yoke upon your life will be easy. You're not going to have to try and try and try and try and try. You are going to use what God gave you. When Israel came to the Red Sea and they cried to God, God says, why do you cry to me? Use what I've given you. Stretch out your rod and open the Red Sea in the name of Jesus Christ. When the Philistines attacked Samson, what did he do? He took the jawbone of a donkey, of an ass, and he defeated a thousand Philistines. Not spectacular, but it sat right in his hand. He was comfortable with it, and he did great and mighty exploits for God. Come on, don't minimize yourself, devalue yourself. Begin to celebrate who God made you to be and what you have received from God in Jesus. So David immediately recognizes Saul's armor is too heavy for him. It didn't fit. It didn't sit right. It was going to wear him out. You have your own designer armor. Say amen. May not seem impressive and as shiny as what somebody else has, but it's yours. You embrace it. 
you use it. You love it. You celebrate it. You stop living feeling you are hard done by. If I was white, if I was black, if I was a man, if I was a woman, if I was younger, well, you're not. You are you right here today. Come on. Oh, come on, man. Just celebrate yourself a little bit. The right age, the right place. So your armor is different because of God's design. That means your temperament, your personality, not the bad part, the God part, your gifts, your grace, is part of your design. It's like people, and I, and I hear these testimonies when people say, oh, I could never talk in front of people. And, and we all had to overcome the fear of public speaking. My cake. You can three words as you can speak for people. Every time you preach, it shouldn't be a miracle. <laughs> we all have butterflies, but, but after a while, we get them to fly in formation. Amen. But it's not like every time it's like, oh, oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's off. Like, you can't sleep for weeks and you toss and you turn and it's the worst day of your life. Hello. Deal with that fear. Well, that fear will keep you from your destiny. So your personality. Say this tonight, please. It's not vanity. We're not talking about narcissists. But say this tonight. Say, I love myself. I value myself. I'm special. You see, some of you have a hard time to say that. You can't love people if you don't love yourself. Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you don't feel good in yourself, you're never going to make other people feel good about themselves. Yeah, Bua, preach, preacher. So your design is in line with your destiny. You were created to be you, to be an original. The first race you ever entered, you won, right? Out of hundreds of millions, you're not an accident. You, yeah, you were born a winner. You was not a oops, you was a winner. Bestemd in the year of So everything about you, you need to hear this. Because people don't tell you this, but this is the gospel. Everything about you is handcrafted, designed by God. That's why outside of God, you will not discover yourself. You can't discover yourself being an echo. You can only discover yourself in God's presence. You're not going to discover yourself in marriage. You have to know who you are before you enter the marriage. Because otherwise that brother is going to try and make you what he wants you to be. And then my sister, you need to dig in your holes and say, your heels and say, no, no, no. You love me the way I was, so stop trying to change me. So if you try to find yourself in a myriad of relationships, you are lost already. 
So there is a time for young people to stop dating. Ja, jullie wil het niet hoor nie, maar jullie moet het hoor. Dankie toch, dankie, dankie. Come on. Come on, give me an amen on this side. You are the lively bunch today in the church, this fling. Come on, young people. There comes a time that you have to stop dating as a young person. Now, if you're 50 years old, it's too late. I suggest you go on a date. I hope not that there is no so much nonsense that niemand cares can follow with you. The expel that I retract. I retract that statement. So Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, the Bible says, For we are His workmanship. That word workmanship means His handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God has a blueprint for each and every one of us. God has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. God designed us in line with our destiny. That's why what should overshadow everything in your life is God's destiny for your life. Because when you understand God's purpose, you can find yourself in God's plan. And you can find out who you are. A king, business, or a priest, ministry. Although we function in both, people get confused. They, 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 they want to do well. They mean well. But then they step into a place where they are not graceful. And then it's not working. And I'll say it again. If it's not working, if it's not working, if it's not working, it's not working. If it's not working, it is not working. And, and, and with God being an amazing creator and you being created in the image of God with God's creative ability in you, it should be very easy then for us to take a step back like David did and say, this is not working for me. God, what is it that you have for me? And when you do that, honestly, you will begin to have God show you your life and the highlights where you were brilliant, where you felt, wow, I did good, right? That's not vanity. We all need those moments. No, we need a life like that where you feel good. Yes, you are significant in Him, but where you feel your value is adding significance. Your significance is adding value. You feel it because that's who you are. And every day when you wake up, it's not this drudgery, this burden. This is, I'm going to grit my teeth and I'm just going to give it my best in Jesus' name. No. When hell breaks loose, you should have that attitude. Because even if you are in your design, you'll be attacked. Like, say, like, like David when his anointed king, three armies attacked him. That's when you stand your ground. You grit your teeth and say, this is mine. Like a lion, you're not taking it from me. And you roar with a righteous roar. And you advance because that's who you are. But imagine a, a, a hyena or a jackal tr uh, uh, trying to roar. Not gonna work. It's not a lion. But when the lion roars, <laughs> oh come on in Jesus' name. What's your roar? Come on, what is your roar? Wake up the mighty men, restore the roar. Come on, girls, come on, men. 
So David recognized what he had and he used what he had to defeat Goliath. What did he have? Nothing spectacular, nothing shiny. But he had a sling. He had a staff. The sling was part of his design. The sling is what God was going to use to defeat his enemies. The sling is what God was going to use to bring glory to the name of God. Maybe not impressive, but custom made, hand designed, handcrafted for David. Insignificant to Saul. As a matter of fact, Saul said, you're not able. Saul saw him as a shepherd boy, but I tell people all the time, it really doesn't matter how people see you. It matters how you see yourself. It really doesn't matter if people doubt you as long as you don't doubt yourself. You better believe in yourself. You better believe that you have what it takes. You better believe this is who I am. And then you have to get up when all all the odds are against you. When your brothers have an opinion and King Saul has an opinion, and your father has an opinion and your mother has an opinion and community has an opinion. It matters not if you are who God created you to be, then God's favour and God's blessing and God's grace will be upon your life and you will accelerate and you will rise up against all odds and the onlookers will have to say, Saul defeated his thousands, but David defeated his ten thousands in the name of the Lord and you are going to progress and you are going to accelerate and you are going to see God's overflow but you have to step into your skin, step into your design, step into your armour and begin to wear what God has given you and be content with what God has given you and be the best version of yourself in the name of Jesus because second best does not glorify God. Trying your best does not glorify God. Being your best is what glorifies God. And the Bible says God has designed you. God has given you gifts. God has given you abilities according to His grace. And according to His grace, God has given you the faith to accomplish your destiny in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. So, um... As young people, I know, and it's good, we need parents that have high aspirations for us and uh, that, that, that has dreams for us, uh, like my father did for me as well. Uh, when I went to study law, he wanted me to go into law. And, and I actually never, I wanted to go into politics, but I never actually wanted to go into law. And I did it because he wanted me to do it. And then one day I needed an honest conversation with him. I said to him, this doesn't sit right with me. Look, that was a big deal for him. And that time was the Afrikaners, the pa, so forth, is wet. Is he what? My pa was a man of my word. He looked not so. I, I taught my kids to chat and to engage with adults. We didn't grow up that way. We, we grew up in a, and I'm not saying all Afrikaans people are like that. Some of you beautiful Afrikaans people, you're different. But we grew up in a home where children are seen, they're not heard. So we ate together every day and all you heard was the cutlery, soap, paper. It's like, this is torture. Just get this over. So, 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 uh, Narita and I was intentional and we said we're going to socialize our children. But now, 
if I supposedly wasn't socialized? How come I'm a chatterbox? Because I, I never allowed my upbringing to define me. Oh, my mama never told me, my papa never told me, my, my granny never told me. Who cares? Listen to what God says about you. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God says you're a royal priesthood. God says you are a chosen generation. God says you're appointed. God says you're anointed. Come on, God says His favor is upon you. So step out of your natural identity and step into your Christ identity and discover who God created you to be. And then love who God made you. And walk away from those who always are trying to change you. Like David did when Eliab looked at him. And he said, speak to the mouth. Speak to the hand. I'm going to bring this Goliath down. I'm closing by saying this. There's nothing ordinary about any human being that's ever created. Any human being that ever opens a mother's that comes from a mother's womb, is designed, created by God. The oppressive world and society and orders that man has created, poverty and all these institutional systems has robbed people of their God identity. That's why we're never going to alleviate poverty through a political system. It's never going to happen. We will liberate people through discovering who God is and who God created them to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Say amen. I mean, you can, you, you, you can start, uh, uh, you can plant vegetables and God will bless the vegetables that it becomes so blessed that you need to open a shop and God can bless that shop so much that you have to open a second shop and God can bless that second shop so much that you have to open a supermarket and God will bless that supermarket so much that you can start a franchise in the name of Jesus. You just need to know what you have and stop always looking at what somebody else has. And feel, and feel, He has what is mine. I want what you have. I'll tell you the truth. If we give this ministry to most pastors, they'll run it into the ground in two seconds. Because they have no understanding of the grace, the level, the influence, the decisions. Because from the outside, it may look, ah, oh, it's easy. It's a walk in the park. But we've grown this church over 37 years, not just this church, all over South Africa, etc. So people can sit on the outside, but they have misinformation and they think, wow, that looks great. I want to do what he does. Really? Do you? And if you're not graced for it, it's going to wear you out. It's going to cost you. Because when you walk in your desire, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. As parents, we need these honest conversations with our children as well. We need to steer them, but then also help them through honest conversation to say, this is not your fit, but there is another fit and that fit will be better for you, will cause you to flourish in life. That's what God wants. Overflow, Peace, joy, righteousness, overflow. But I have to ask myself this because I, I, I love what I do and I've done it for over 37 years now and you just assume everybody loves what they do. Most people don't. And sometimes we just have to do what we have to do. Like I worked in a restaurant to make money and I thought over and over, what the heck am I doing here? God was training me 
uh, and dealing with my attitude, emotions and all nonsense uh, to purify me for leadership, etc. So you're not going to start in the palace, but you can't be in a prison your whole life. Amen. And even if you're in the prison, there has to be progress. National leadership should just happen. Because people try to put Joseph down, but wherever he was, he flourished. Because he stepped into his design. Faithfulness, leadership, and he was excellent. So it promoted him. That's what God has for his children. I say that's what God has for his children, for each and every one of us. But that's not going to happen outside of God's plan, God's purpose, God's design, and God's grace. So let's take a step back. Not all of us, but some of us. And as the new year approaches and God is telling us it's going to be a year of overflow, what, 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 what seems like a dead end street might just be a new beginning for you. Maybe a change of direction. I don't know. But you don't have to sit there and, and, and feel bad about yourself and feel, no. David quickly figured out, this is not working. It's, 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 it's too heavy. You know, if, if what you're doing is so heavy. It's not okay. You're praying. And you're doing everything. And it's not working. <laughs> and there are people that don't say a prayer in their life. And they just saw. And they just go and they just run and they just flourish because they know more who they are than Christians who spiritualize everything and want to put God over everything. You hear clearly what I say? We should be better with God, more industrious through prayer wiser, engaging, walking in the anointing, being more creative in music, songs, leadership, structures, building in God's grace, in God's grace, in God's grace. Amen. You have whatever you need to fulfill what God called you to. But you need to find yourself. Find yourself. And put on your armor. And lift your head. And walk into the deep unknown. Knowing that God is with you. In Jesus' name. You receive the word tonight. Give Him a praise. Come on. Come on. Young people, your whole future is ahead of you. These decisions you make now are critical. Your whole future is ahead of you. The world literally is at your feet. It may not feel like it, but the world is at your feet. You may be a shepherd boy, but God's got a great destiny, a great future for you. And God's given you something. There's something special about you. I pray to God you find it. I pray to God you celebrate it. I pray to God you love it. I pray to God you become one of those Christians that exhort others that are a lifter up of people, not a putter down of people. 
that you tell people what you like about them, not what you don't like about them. In the name of Jesus Christ, come on, so we can all rise to a new level and see the glory of God like we never have seen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, just give Him a praise because you feel good. You are grateful. You are thankful for who God made you to be. And stop thinking, I want to be somebody else. Love yourself. Come on, give yourself a hug. Give yourself a kiss. Design precedes destiny. Being precedes doing. I am precedes, precedes I can. Who are you? How will you ever know who you are without knowing Him? It's not possible. That's where we get lost. We disconnect from Him. So we find, try and find ourselves somewhere else. At university, a degree is great. Get a degree, get a master's, get everything you can. But that will not define who you are. There are many educated people that go nowhere. There are many accountants that are bankrupt. They give people business advice, but they can't run their own business. Yeah, this is the truth. This is the unbelievable reign of truth. When the angel wrestled with Jacob, he said to him, "What is your name?" And he had to look over his past and say, "I'm Jacob," because throughout his life he loved Jacob, deceiver, supplanter, cheat, liar. That's who he was. It just didn't work. God called him to be Israel, prince with God, and he's living a life outside of God's will. Outside of God, you will never find yourself. I want every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving, please. At this time, this is a sacred moment. If you're sitting, stay seated. If you're standing, stay standing. Tonight, you're sitting in this place. You say, Pastor, I'm overwhelmed by what you said. Maybe you're sitting out there and you feel lost. Maybe now even you feel useless. You don't have to. Because those feelings really say that you've never discovered who you are. And that's an indication that you don't know who God is. Because when you find God, you find yourself. Because we are lost. And we're not going to find ourselves. You're standing in this place tonight in Johannesburg, in Bloemfontein, in Potsdam, Kimberley, Gaborone, Windhoek, Cape Town, Durban, wherever you are tonight. And you say, I need to reconnect with my maker. I need a new beginning. I've been worn down by this life and it happens. I've lost myself. Then you have to come back to Jesus tonight. He's waiting for you to love you, to lift you, and to give you a new beginning. You stand here tonight in any one of our churches. If you died, you don't know where you would spend eternity. It's time to get right with God. Maybe you've lost yourself in a relationship. I don't care how your boyfriend feels sitting next to you. You need to discover yourself, girl. You need to come back to Jesus. You need to put your life in the hands of Jesus. And begin this journey with God so you can experience all God has for you. We don't live from moment to moment. We live by our decisions, choices. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I stand at the door of your heart and knock, and if you open your heart, I will come and sup with you. 
So while every head is bowed, every eye closed, you're in this place today. You say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God, a new beginning with God. I want to pray for you. If that's you, quietly, wherever you are, just raise your hand. I want to say pray for you tonight, quickly, all over this place. Lift your hand, just quietly, quick, lift it. Don't think about it. Follow your heart tonight. Many hands, lift it, slip it up. Say yes, raise it. Raise it up, raise it up, raise it, raise it, raise it. Say yes tonight, tonight. There's a stirring in your heart. You're lost, you need to be found. You need to come back to Jesus. And I'll tell you, when people don't live a life of fulfillment, that's when they get up to a mess. When people don't know, listen, I've done this enough. People spiritualize everything I'd known. I believe everything is spiritual. But if you don't live a life of, of feeling um, uh, settled, a life of accomplishing, something else is going to come mess with your mind. You're going to get up to no good. Because it's your escape. You know it. You can hide it. You know it. It's not okay. It is not okay. It is not okay. And it's not an excuse. Because you are floundering and you're now under pressure that you think, I'm doing that because I'm under pressure. That's weakness. It's not an excuse. Stop it. Stop it. Get yourself back to Jesus. Get yourself right with God. Not with your Shabbat Shabbat. But get yourself in the place where God called you. Romans chapter 12 is very clear. When he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. For I say through the grace of God given to me, to every man not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. So in those first three verses, he quickly tells you, we talk about renewing of the mind. He talks about renewing of the mind in line with your assignment, your destiny, your design. He says, your grace determines who you are. And accompanied with your grace is faith to accomplish your destiny. It's not a formula. It's who you are. It's your design. What a great honor to pray with all of you. I don't know all of you, but God knows you. God loves you. God knows what you've been through. And young people go through a lot. God knows it. But you're not going to have the fu a great future without Him. I don't care what, and I'm not against political parties. Yes, I am. Against most of them. I'm going to lie. Because they lie to people. They lie. Tell you they will secure your future. You cannot, man. You cannot. They cannot. We need righteous governance, but we need people that are just totally sold out to God. And any one of you can decide tonight to get serious with God, then God's going to get serious with you. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking. Your response attracts God's attention. Yeah. Draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. Do you have this neutral relationship with God? That's how you're going to experience God. Neutral. You get full on with God, God will be full on with you. This laid back casual, by the way, and it's just going to work. He is your pursuit. He is your life. He is everything. You're never going to know yourself outside of Him. That's why church, 
home cell. This is, is the most important thing you can do in a week. Right? Some of you watched the TV last night and you, you threw things at the TV. Het is een wonderwerk wat jylle als nie kerk, want ek bedoel, jy het gedink, jy gaan een brandewijn drink, en toe jy wees sien, toe drink jy sommer die hele bottle. Nee, ek hoop nie so nie, ek hoop redag jy so nie. Maar nou gaan wel, I see many people went here this morning, let's say they did, they had a hangover. Nou, ek gaan mene, um, uh, um, whatever over. Ay, my word. Casual, 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 casual pursuit. I don't know how to say this to people. Casual pursuit of God doesn't work. Casual. By the way, half-hearted, it doesn't work. It's never worked, never will work. Ever. Ever. There's thousands of people here tonight, but the young person here tonight that says, that, that gets hungry, passionate, begins to pursue God and has an honest relationship with God and, 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 and does whatever God wants, that's the person that's going to get ahead. There's no just, yes, we're all blessed in Christ, but we're individuals. And the Father stretches His hand out and He says, whoever, whosoever. It's always an invitation to go further and deeper. Always. And if we just have this casual, general approach, that's how you're going to live. I can't tell you any other thing. It's just not going to, it's just not going to work. This, by the way, visit God every now and again. Just not going to cut it. He'd be very frank with you. This God thing, you need to make the priority of your life. You want to get out of a squatter camp? You want to get out of your situation? This God thing has to become your main thing. Not your friends. Not the Zoll rollers in your liver. Not the, uh, the politicians that want to come with a racist agenda again. And always go back to a million years. And not say anything else. Put your hand on your heart tonight. He loves you. Come on. Let's believe God for a true encounter for each one of you. Put your hand on your heart here tonight. In all our churches, say, Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I present my body to you, a living sacrifice. I open my heart and I invite you to take your rightful place as my Lord and Savior. Thank you that you paid the price on the cross for all my sin. You died in my stead. You went to hell for my sin, but you rose again and you are alive. And tonight I confess that you are the Lord and the Savior of my life. And I thank you for a new life, a new beginning, that all my sins are forgiven. And today I receive the life and the future that you have for me by your grace in Jesus' name, I'm born again. I'm heaven bound in the name of Jesus. Say amen. Come on, everybody. Yes. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You don't crawl your way to God. You accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.